1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. The question this week is about how to deal with disrespectful behavior from a five-year-old. And I'll get to that in a minute, but I wanted to share a quick anecdote about our family from dinner last night. So our daughter is very strong-willed and I take full responsibility. She totally gets that trait from me. But what's also interesting is that she hates to be told what to do. She gets very indignant, saying, I know, yet she's the worst at following through. We have certain rules and expectations about backpacks after school, where the shoes go, folding their own laundry and taking it upstairs, yet she almost always has at least one pair of shoes or a jacket or both on the floor, her backpack's still full, her laundry is the one pile that isn't folded upstairs, but you get the idea. Now, why I find this funny in a way is that I was the exact same when I was young. I hated being told what to do by my mom. I thought it was because I just didn't have a good relationship with her. I didn't feel heard or loved, and so I thought that's why I didn't feel like listening to her when she asked or told me to do something. But maybe that's just a trait of mine that I passed on to Taylor. Anyway, my husband and I got to talking about how interesting it would be to have a reality show where the kids have to take care of themselves and see how they do. Since Taylor seems to know, and Carter told me last week that he can't wait to be an adult because sometimes being a kid really stinks when you have to do what your parents tell you, so we thought it would be a funny experiment. Now this is entirely hypothetical, of course, but we started guessing how things would go. Would they get up and get to school? What would they make for breakfast? How would the house look after three days or five days or a week? Would they be able to even find a pair of shoes on the second day? We think our oldest would make it up, have breakfast and get to school and forget to feed the dogs. Our daughter would probably as well, although she'd be running after him at the last minute but not sure the younger brother, Taylor's twin, would make it. I think he would decide it's too much effort and stay in bed. Then he'd probably eat the entire inventory of fruit in one sitting and then watch videos on a tablet the rest of the day. But just thinking about it was an interesting exercise. It's kind of a sobering check-in and definitely gave us some insights into any weak spots in our parenting. Our oldest will be on his own in eight years, eight and a half years. And yes, that's a decent stretch of time, but we definitely need to stay on track and tighten up the expectations in a few areas. So this question is about disrespectful behavior from Rebecca and it's a bit detailed, which is very helpful, but also hang with me because there's a lot of nuances to this question and it really hits on a new area of interpersonal relationships, parent-child relationships and interactions that I have never touched on before. Hi, Erin. First of all, I want to say how much I appreciate your podcast and all the great tools you offer. Your podcast was brought to my attention by our educational coach during the start of the school year, and we've been listening to it religiously since. The other homeschool moms and I love your podcast. It has really helped us all immensely. I'm so grateful for all the hard work you put into this wonderful company. Thank you, Rebecca. I really appreciate that. I do work really hard and hope that parents really find the information useful and helpful and that helps families connect and helps them become the best parents that they can. And it really is my calling and I appreciate you recognizing that. So Rebecca goes on, I've been able to address most of my parenting struggles by going back and listening to your podcast. There is just something I've been having a lot of difficulty handling. My daughter is five years old and she's an only child. She has a bad habit of using hurtful words towards me, but now it has become a real issue since she started saying them to her friends and family. Now, many times throughout the day, she will unexpectedly say hurtful things. Usually she makes up words since she doesn't know any bad words. Other times, however, she will say things like, dumb mommy, you're ugly, ooh, get away from me, you smell bad, you're the worstest mommy, and so on usually in a playful, taunting voice. Oftentimes, she will act out when I pay attention to another person or child. If I ignore other children, nothing happens. She's okay. But if I so much as smile at another baby, she gets very upset and will call that baby names. She will hold my face between her hands and say, no, don't look at that baby. Look at me. If I need to talk to another adult, she will do everything she can to try and get my attention. If it's a family member, she will climb on them and do everything she can to get their attention as well. When we are alone and I need to make a phone call, she will run to me and begin pleading for attention by mimicking me while I'm talking or doing naughty things. I never make social calls. All my calls are business related. So this gets very frustrating. Now that she's older, we talk about her being more independent and letting mommy do what needs to get done because mommy is exhausted and cannot keep going on a few hours of sleep. Sometimes she understands and other times she will give me a look and say, fine, then you don't love me. Okay. Or she will be insistent on getting my attention by following me and acting out in a negative way. I don't know how to make this behavior stop. What I've done to tackle these issues is I do my best to ignore the bad behavior unless she's about to hurt herself or someone else or starts using hurtful words. I explain to her that words are not for hurting and that if there's any bad things she's feeling inside that we should talk about it. I fawn over her when she displays the behavior I seek. I label it, explain why, and kiss her little head or hands. I've labeled her emotions, my emotions, her friends' and family's emotions. I explain why her behavior and reactions upset mommy and will upset other people. I explain why I can't do what she wants at that moment, but I still love her more than anything and will do it when I get the chance. When I'm exhausted as a last resort, I'll put on a show or ask if she would like to play on her iPad, but she loses interest in them quickly. I give her constant spoken reassurance of how much I love her, I hold her, and carry her everywhere. Some background. I'm a single mom. My daughter has always been my top priority, so much so I struggle to keep a hold of myself at times. I admit to being a bit of a helicopter parent. I spend every day focused on her needs. I am her mother, father, and grandparent. We have completely different temperaments, but I always follow her lead. If I'm not driving her to and from classes and tutors, I'm taking her on field trips with her friends, planning more playdates or more activities to engage in. We've been on this routine from the beginning, starting with mommy and me swim classes at six months. She's accustomed to it. For a homeschooled only child, she never spends much time alone or at home. Screens have never been a big staple in our home. She would much rather engage and pretend play with other people, do a craft or do circle time. It's exhausting. She's highly intelligent, outspoken and friendly. She's greatly in tune to people's manners and behaviors. She cries if she hears a sad story or sees another child and asks them if they'd like a hug. And she's very quick to go up and protect other kids if she sees them being bullied. She always wants to do everything on her own. If there are other children around, she will not seek out my attention. I don't date. No new people enter my life apart from other parents. I don't spend any time with friends outside of playdates. I would really like for one day to take some time to myself, but not at the cost of upsetting her. I'm unsure of whether I'm doing enough or not doing it right. Please help. I don't know what else to do. So first I want to start with the things that I think you're doing really well and I want you to keep them up. Then I'll talk about where and why those things you are doing well might be falling short, not having the effect that you would like. It's basically undermining their effectiveness. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Now, for what you're doing well, and I think would be good to keep doing, is ignoring the bad behavior, like you said, unless she's about to hurt herself or someone else. Explaining that words are not for hurting and that if there are any bad feelings that she's feeling inside and she would like to talk about it, these are great. Labeling emotions, everyone's, hers, yours, her friends and families great also. You're labeling emotions for everyone, not just for her, so that's very helpful. Explain why her behavior and reactions upset you and will upset other people. And explaining why you can't do what she wants at that moment and that you will do it when you can get to it. Now, these are all really good things and are effective ways of setting boundaries around what you can and cannot do in that moment, as well as what behaviors are expected around being kind and sharing her feelings and emotions appropriately. Now, there is a lot of language in your email that tells me that there is a deeper dynamic going on here though that needs addressed and attention. This deeper dynamic is very likely the culprit as to why the relationship between the two of you has developed the way that it has. Now, your daughter exhibits a lot of attention-seeking behaviors, and I'm sure that's not news to you. You're like, thanks, Erin. Thanks a lot, that's so helpful. The question is why? Why is she seeking this attention? so strongly, because she's getting plenty of attention. As a matter of fact, it seems that, at least in the way you've described it, that the level of attention is unusually high, especially from an emotional standpoint, which could simply be partly due to how insistent she is on the attention. And I understand that you want to make sure that she understands that you love her and that she's very important to you, but it seems this dynamic has gotten out of balance. And there are some key phrases that clue me into this. I'm going to talk about these key phrases, Then I'm going to talk about some ways to work through these and change this dynamic around. So the key phrases, besides the actual behavior itself, which is all very telling, when she's telling you, you can't pay attention to anyone else or doing whatever she can to get your attention in those given situations, the phrases are, I never make social calls. All my calls are business related. I fawn over her when she displays the behavior I seek, explain why and kiss her little head or hands explain why I can't do what she wants at that moment, but I still love her more than anything and will do it when I get the chance. I give her a constant spoken reassurance of how much I love her. I hold her and carry her everywhere. My daughter has always been my top priority, so much so I struggle to keep hold of myself at times. I admit to being a bit of a helicopter parent. I spend every day focused on her needs. We have completely different temperaments, but I always follow her lead." I don't date. No new people ever enter my life apart from other parents. I don't spend any time with friends outside of playdates. I would really like for one day to take some time to myself, but not at the cost of upsetting her. Now, hopefully you can hear the pattern in here, but these statements concern me because they send the message that the world revolves around your daughter, and your needs not only come second, but they come way down the priority list after every single tiny little need of hers is met, and you get the crumbs that are left over. Now, I'm getting a sense of some feelings of guilt, and that may be why you try so hard and give and give until you have almost nothing left, and I don't know what that guilt stems from, because there's a lot of the story that I don't know and if we were working together one-on-one a lot of questions I would ask around this but if there are some feelings of guilt going on there your daughter can pick up on all of that your feelings of guilt and that you will sacrifice for her and so she has learned to use that and of course it's good to let our kids know their needs are important to listen and be there to support them but also not to the point where we are so spent we have nothing left for anything or anyone else. Kids need to learn how to cope with their difficult emotions because life is full of them. Anger, hurt, sadness, fear, loneliness, inadequacy, the list goes on and on. We probably run the gamut of these negative emotions, almost every one of them through them every single day. So it's not our job to try and save them from ever feeling any negative feelings, as hard as it is to watch our kids be upset. Our job is to help them recognize them and learn how to work through them. So your daughter needs practice at being uncomfortable and working her way through to the other side of being okay. So while you've been doing some of that work of labeling emotions for her, and that's great. The extra piece of this is letting her know that she is responsible for finding her way through that you are there to help her and guide her, but that she needs to learn to face those emotions and work through them. So here's what I would work on I'm going to go through this list. First, It's okay to make social calls. Don't feel like you aren't entitled to a call with a friend sometimes. You don't owe your daughter 100% attention at her beck and call. I understand it would be more annoying than it's probably worth, but you can start by practicing a call with a friend for five minutes and making your daughter wait. Start with three minutes if you have to and pick a good friend who is going to understand and you can say, I'm going to make a call with you at this time today for three minutes. We're going to sit and talk and my daughter might get upset. She might be yelling in the background, but I need you to help me help her get some practice with this. Also, there's no need to fawn when she does something well. Good behavior is expected. You can notice it and say, you played by yourself for five minutes while I made a phone call. That was very helpful, or independent, or whatever word you like to use. Thank you, and then leave it at that. When you cannot do something she's asking in that moment, label her feelings, and then let her know why, like you've been doing. I can see you're feeling sad that I cannot get the toy down for you right now, but my hands are messy from fixing dinner. Once I'm done, I'll get it down for you. And then just finish up. No need to say sorry. No need to explain how much you love her. That comes across as guilt about not being able to meet her every need. You can't be expected to do that. And she needs to learn that she shouldn't expect it of you either. That's unfair to you. There is also no need to give constant reassurance. That will only feed this cycle. The same with carrying her. She should be expected to walk, or if it's a long day or an extra long walk, something like through a theme park, then a stroller is definitely a good option. I love that she's your top priority, but it shouldn't be to the point where you're having nothing left for you. Start spending some time and energy on you. This means making some personal calls. It means going shopping by yourself for a bit or working your way up to a few hours alone every so often. I know as a single parent, that's difficult, but with a play date, with a friend that she can stay and hang out with for an hour while you go shopping... It's good you recognize the difference in your temperaments, but there's no need to always take her lead. The world is full of a lot of different people. She needs to learn that her way of seeing or doing things is not the only way. And lastly, again with you not doing anything for you, no dating, no friends outside of play dates because you don't want to upset her, you need to get comfortable with the idea that she doesn't get to dictate what you can and can't do just because she might get upset. She needs practice at working through those emotions and disappointments. The world will not cater to her. It will not bend or move around her because she is unhappy. So she needs to practice with this now with someone who does care about her and love her and can help her learn how to manage those emotions. Rescuing her from them by simply doing or not doing something that would otherwise upset her is not helping her personal growth. Additionally, there's an awful lot of backstory I know that I'm missing here in order to really dig into this dynamic. But just from the little bit I've been given, there's a lot to unpack and I would have a lot of questions. Most times when I get questions about behaviors, it's a simple matter of changing how we see and then relate to our child. And that can make all the difference. But in this case, the patterns of relating to each other have become pretty ingrained and they probably stem from your own childhood needs that may not have been met. Without healthy role models, it has affected the way you've been able to assess your daughter's needs versus wants and set up some healthy boundaries. So I think it's very likely that your daughter is exhibiting some unhealthy attachment behaviors. In this case, it presents as an anxious attachment style. Now this is something that would need to be diagnosed by a specialist. It's a pattern that gets set up early and so I'm I'm going to strongly recommend, Rebecca, that you seek out the assistance of a therapist to work with you both in addition to the tips I've already given. A good therapist is amazing and can really help us see and know ourselves and our patterns, get to the why, so work with you and work with your daughter on creating some healthier patterns between the two of you. It takes some real commitment and work but it's so worth the effort on so many levels. Now, before I go, I also want to make some general comments about parenting as it relates to the way that we were parented the truth is all of us have some sort of baggage from our own childhoods some of us more than others and it does affect the way we parent whether we work to be the complete opposite of our parents and therefore overcompensate and make different issues for our children than we had or we perpetuate some of those cycles we grew up with knowingly or unknowingly i feel like it's really important to get really honest with ourselves about how we were parented what we like didn't like what we want to do differently and why, and how to be cognizant of any patterns and also overcompensating and causing different issues. And actually, the class on Intro to Discipline has a worksheet that goes through exactly this exercise. So for that class or any of the other 50 parenting classes, go to yourvillageonline.com. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com.